welcome my friend, colleague, Ted Hayes, California. Ted, what's happening, man? Thank you for being back. Thank you, Sam. It's been a long time. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I'm hearing you're coming through four by four, good buddy. Come on. Let me ask you this, Ted. You have written a piece about the matters of black lives. Let's go there. Let's jump off right there. Well, actually, what I've done is I'm in a uh, almost a three-month or so demonstration daily uh, here in Venice Beach, California. Um, it started on the COVID days um, when the politicians got intoxicated with COVID power and recognizing the homeless situation being what it is. And I called the White House uh, one week before COVID hit the uh, the news, and I asked them, so what are you going to do about the homeless and COVID and so forth? And they told me, don't worry, Ted, we have it under control. I said, well, I'm the guy out in California in L.A. that has moved this whole homeless thing forward, and I think that my, 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 my team and I should be in on any conversations about that. They said, well, it's classified. I said, well, then, pardon me, I'm an activist. I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to sit on my hands and wait for the White House to resolve this issue. And I know you guys don't know what you're doing. I'm going to go ahead and do my activism thing and please convey to the president and the White House staff that I'm doing what I'm doing is not meant in any kind of way to embarrass or harm him or the presidency or anti-American in any way. They said, well, Ted, we know who you are. Go ahead and do what you got to do. I said, okay, fine. So what I did was I took my, I put on my roller skates and I took my American flag and I turned upside down and i started skating on venice beach up and down the boardwalk you you, you know where i'm at there uh, oh yeah know. i know exactly and where you like, are man let me stop ted, ted hold the story stop right there stop right there ted stop right there let me, let, me, let me add a little flavor to this right quick ted ted how old are you tell folks how old you are I'm 69. 69 years old. But he is a thing of absolute grace when you see him on those roller skates ted continue your story brother <laughs> Thanks for the PR. <laughs> I, I thank God for my health, to tell you that much. But but anyway, um, and of course the police would see me with my flag upside down and cause some controversy. And the reason why I turned the flag upside down, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to National Flag Code Section 8, it says that the flag should not be turned upside down except in cases of uh, dire distress of life and property and hence the nation. And so with that in mind, I began to do that. Then the Lord spoke to me and said, now, Ted, what I want you to do, there's a, you know that hill where the sculptor is right there in Venice, right, yeah, Theo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, go sit on that hill with the flag upside down, and I'm going to bring <laughs> people to you. I'm going to bring you gifts. And so I've been up there now every day for like uh, three months or so or more, and all kinds of people, black and white, have come. And I was doing this before the George Floyd incident. I have a big banner up that says, not Black Lives Matter, but the matters of black lives, because the movement Black Lives Matter has monolithized our people into an issue between us and the police when that is not the issue. And now I've talked to black people from all over the country, come here to Venice, from every city practically in the nation, and we talk about this. They take their pictures and we talk, and I say, well, how can we say to 
the police and everybody else, Black Lives Matter, when we kill 7,500 young black men every year in this country by the hands of black men. And they say, Mr. Hayes, you are absolutely correct about that. The only problem is, sir, we don't have a leadership or leader. I said, why did I got my black ass up on that hill for? I'm your new voice. And so we're in the process right now of organizing a nationwide body politic of young black men and women and 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 what we call privileged white kids who are also supporting me in this matter, that we're going to form a functional body politic and we want the president of the United States by executive order to turn the flag of the White House upside down and every federal building, every military base, every consulate, every embassy, every seagoing vessel until the matter the matters of black lives resolve. What I'm telling people, we can no longer allow this issue to be a fad. That's what it is, a fad. And Martin Luther King told us 57 years ago, he said, after racial unrest, if you go back to business as usual, you have a rude awakening. And we're in that rude awakening. And I'm determined to not allow this country to go backward. We're going to go forward with this thing. Awesome. So that's where we're kind of at right now, sir. Awesome. You know what, Ted? Uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch uh, how, you know, your movement develops. I, I have watched with great glee uh how your personal strength and how god has blessed you and and in full disclosure folks ted and i are both uh you know full believers in uh the powers of almighty god and and i'm I'm a professor professor of my lord and savior jesus christ and uh you know it's just amazing to see how the hand is moving in your life, Ted. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen that happen. And, um, folks, he's been coming on this show for a long time. Michelle and I, uh, say, Hey, uh, this would be a great one to have Ted on for, because I want to talk about this walk up shooting, uh, of the cops there in Los Angeles. Something that has horrified us all. Ted, some people are saying maybe it wasn't anyone black at all. Uh, maybe it was someone who may be supporting Black Lives Matter or, or whatever that that did this. Ted, give us your your, your take on, on on something like what's what's happening here. I you know um, I saw that video too, and to me it looked like a little kid actually. Yeah. yeah. But um, we we don't. Did the police say that he was dark skinned black fellow between twenty and twenty eight. We don't know because because he had on a mask and all that kind of stuff. But whatever it is, and oh, and I see this other guy out here, he's talking about is a good thing what happened to them because because a lot of the sheriff's members here in L.A. are gang members, Hispanic, Latino gang members. Yeah. And they've infiltrated the sheriff's department. And so they're trying to say that's part of some of it, retaliation against the Hispanic, Latino gangs within the sheriff's department. Um, I don't know. Wow. But I do know this, that because of of a lack of leadership on, beha- on behalf of African-American leaders on the liberal side and conservative side, we have this confusion about who black people are in America and what our relationship with law enforcement actually is. You take, for example, 95% of the people protesting out there, the George Floyd, were white kids, young white people, 5% black folks. And the people say, why? I said, because... All of those people and the controversial killings out there, except for one, that one girl, uh, Barana Taylor, I think is her name, they're all thugs. 
Yeah. These thugs, man. Yeah. There was a time, yes, in America, where the KKK police officers would find a black man sitting in the park, walking down the street innocently, and just attack him and beat him and hang him or whatever. Those days are long gone, ladies and gentlemen. They're we gone. With that, They're gone. these were thugs. Yeah. Every one of them could have been avoided. But because someone had slipped a narrative into black people's mind that because we are black and we suffered slavery and Jim Crow, we have a right to disobey the law and do whatever we want to do. Well, black people said, 95%, we disagree with that. That's why we're not out there protesting. If it was truly an innocent uh, situation that, that occurred out there, yeah, we'd be out there. Pro- I'd be out there protesting. Oh, yeah. But we know these are the thugs, the people who terrorize our neighborhoods. Absolutely right. Too bad they died that way, but good riddance. I'm sad. That's that they, the mindset. I really am sad, too, that they died that way, Ted. But the fact of the matter is, this is the fact of the matter, folks. George Floyd was high on fentanyl, on fentanyl when he died. Uh, that doesn't mean that he should have had his neck, uh, you know, the cop put his knee on his neck. But it, 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 the situation that occurred happened because of who he was, not because he was black. It happened because of the way he no. had lived his life. Okay, that that's the way that's the way that went down. Do you think now now I know Michelle, uh I know Michelle's husband, I know half of my town, most of my city is Shreveport. If something like that happened to me, that happened to George Floyd, Ted, I know you would have a a, a worldwide march on the death of C. L. Bryant by a cop. I will, if I have to hitchhike, I will be there. But but this this was not because the case. Because you are a citizen. You are minding your business. You are a good guy. We know your character. These dudes are thugs, man. Exactly. It's a whole different story. And, folks, we had better not get this part of it twisted because you got folks burning stuff down behind George Floyd. Okay? Understand that. And they've elevated him to the level even greater than Martin Luther King. Really? Really? see... <laughs> <laughs> But see, but I don't laugh because it's funny. I laugh because it's sad. But see, this is the level of ignorance that especially us black folks are in. We don't know who we are in the U.S. Constitution. One of the things I'm doing in my demonstration out here as a as the most important matter of black lives is knowing their United States citizenship. The 14th Amendment, the Civil Rights Act of 1866. I'm teaching the brothers and sisters, when you know this, this is the most substantive matter of your life. You get that straight. Everything you want in America, you can get. Are our young people are our young people missing that, Ted? Are our young people missing that one point? And why is that being bred out of our young people, Ted? Why is that very principle that you just mentioned? Is why is it being why why must it be bred out? Talk to us. Well, well, one of the things that happened was back in 1866, when right after the Civil War, when uh, white people fought with white people over black people and the Northern Republican white people beat the Southern Democrat white people and set black people free from slavery, the Northern white people who were Republicans wrote a law, wrote this law for us called the 14th Amendment Civil Rights Act of 1866, which gave us tremendous power with the White House and everything else, but with the federal government. However, at that time, not 99% of us, naturally, did not know how to read. 
We couldn't comprehend. We didn't know what was there. So, so, so whenever some white Republicans would come down south to teach black folks how to read so we could look into the Constitution and see who we are, the Democrats, the KKK, would lynch those white Republicans and black people and anybody else to try to read. So over time, we developed within our culture this proverb, if you want to hide something from black people, write Very it in important. a book or write it in a document. Okay? I remember the old folks saying that. What? Yeah, I remember the old folks saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's very real. And see, and so, and so, and so now it's come down to the average, average wise black folks. We have about a fourth grade uh, reading mentality. Uh, um, literacy, average wise, right? However, that's enough, Pastor Reverend uh, C. L. For you and me. Michelle, as I just talked with some people three minutes ago, the ADOS movement for a long time. It's time for us to launch a campaign that gets black folks awareness as to who we are in the United States Constitution. And that will set in order this whole conversation about reparations. The talk around reparations is basically an emotional conversation because they don't have any facts. And 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 we elders have not taught these things to yeah. our children, and we need to get clever and start teaching them this first principle of what it means to be an American who happens to be black and descendant of the chattel slaves. Ted, I want you to stay with me through oh, the. No. I want you to stay with me through the break, uh, and we have about uh, three minutes left in uh, in this segment. I got a question that I want to ask you, and, and it's uh, sort of looking down the road a little bit. And there's much more for us to talk about when um, we come back on the other side of the break. And hope you have the time to stay with me, brother. But um, uh, but this is the thing. This is the thing. Let me ask you this: um, Do you see if, if when the president wins? I believe the president's going to win really by landslide, even though the, the polls are saying different. You know, yada yada. But do you see unrest continuing in the streets, whether the president Donald Trump? wins or lose this thing, Ted. And then I want to look at Ted Hayes' picture of America if Biden, and for black America in particular, if Biden should win this election. And Ted, I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to be out, uh, I'm going to have to be coming out here. I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to bring a, a friend of mine out, out to Venice Beach uh, to visit with you and your, 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 your significant other. Uh, with you uh, and the two of you, we'll take you. We'll take the two of you out to dinner. You pick your place, and we'll go there. And um, when you coming? Um, I'll I'll send you a notification as soon as I can nail it down with them as to when we'll be able when I'll be able to do it. But I certainly want to hook up with you and your girl uh, when we um, when I can, when we get out there. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Listen, I want to do this, Ted. I want you to start. Because, man, there's some, there's some serious things we got to talk about as far as this topic. Where do we go from yes, November 3rd? So, uh, well, I tell you what, just hold right there. I don't want, I, because I know you, you, like to, you like to be detailed in your response, and so I don't want to cut you short. Um, let's, let's just do that. Michelle, hold him right there until we come back from break. And, hey, I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. My guest right now is... California, Ted Hayes, my good friend, California Theodore, Ted Hayes. And um, he's out there in Venice Beach. Beautiful Man, Venice Beach is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, however, when we were out there, 
the homeless was invading it and the business owners were not happy about that. Oh, my God, they weren't happy about that at all. So it's, it's time for me to revisit um, um, Southern Cal, Venice Beach. And uh, I am looking forward to that trip, uh, introducing um, someone new to Ted and his, his girl. And friends, it is going to be a great, great reunion with old Ted Hayes out there in, in California. And it's going to be a fantastic time of discovery of how we might be able to work together going forward in either one. We, we won't be working in the Biden, Biden administration. will never invite us into that camp. I can assure you of that. <laughs> but if the president wins, if the president wins, I'm telling you this, uh, we certainly can be invited into that, that one. And so uh, here we go. Here we go, friends. Uh, help, buck, keep your seatbelts buckled. We'll bring it in for a landing here soon. But uh, until then, it may be a bumpy ride. Even here on the C.L. Bryant Show, where we are building the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation around the globe. Uh, on Red State, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to. Traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's. Believe it or not, there you will see uh, the Red State Talk billboard in every hour. The C.L. Bryant Show, 24 hours a day, pops up there in O.C.O.'s face. Looking right back at you. About a half block from where they drop, or probably won't drop, the big ball this 21 2021 New Year. Don't go anywhere. Be back with California Ted Hayes. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA and uh, what makes it so great the day particularly that's got my friend on the line with me yeah yeah sometimes Ted is a loose cannon and quite frankly uh, Ted I gotta tell you man it, it, it almost horrified me when I saw that, that picture that you had there without the explanation of the flag being upside down and you standing there with your dark glasses on uh, next to it dressed in your garb as you are I said oh my god what is this Ted what are you doing but anyway 
man, when you explained it and the concept behind it, truly, our nation is in distress. There is no question about it. My guest, uh, California, Ted Hayes, is on with me here at the C.L. Bryant Show daily throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe on Red State, Red State Talk, largest talk platform in uh, the nation, most listened to. And right now, Ted, folks are listening to you. I want uh, you to tell us um, let's expound upon what I had uh, asked you when we left, Ted. Uh, we're facing difficult times, difficult times. Uh, win or lose or draw, what, how, do you, how do you see this uh, shaping out? Uh, what, what's going to happen in the streets of America? Uh, you, you, you're dealing with the homeless. You're, you're, you know the streets. You know the, you know the streets. But, but yet you live in Venice Beach. But, but tell us this. Tell us this. Tell us what are you seeing for those streets, man? Yes, sir. Um, if 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 uh, uh, Joe Biden wins the elections, the election, um, the the anarchy will continue. Remember, the Black Lives Matter movement, the anarchy started under what president? Barack mm. Obama. Yeah. And Joe Biden was vice president, and they helped to stoke those fires. They stoked those fires because the socialist agenda, through chaos, is to upend the American capital enterprise freedom way of life that is their objective i've learned from i used to think i was a socialist in my earlier days socialists don't have a a a a um a uh, marching order type of a hierarchy if you're a socialist you just go out there and do your socialist thing as individuals create as much chaos as possible and maybe you'll rise to the rank to become somebody important so they don't care long as it gets done. So under a Biden administration, yes, there will be an increase of more of this madness. On the other hand, should the president win the, the, the election, I think those Antifa people, et cetera, um, the rest of them will want to get out and really cut the fool and act up uh, and, and, and mar the president's um, accomplishments uh, even more so. Now, however, though, I believe that Unless the president wins by, if he wins by a landslide, you know we're not gonna have a real, real problem. But from what I'm gathering, what they want to do is throw the election into a position where we cannot count the votes up until January 20th, and that's that whole, um, you know, mailing voting by mail. And what that would do, from what I'm hearing, is it would set Nancy Pelosi in position to be president on January the 20th until we can get the voting taken care of. Constitutionally, that, that is true. Folks, constitutionally, that is true. Inauguration Day in America is January 20th. That is the day, constitutionally, that we will uh, inaugurate the president of the United States for his next term right. or new term. If that has not been determined, what Ted Hayes is referring to here, then the Speaker of the House, which is third in line to the presidency, would become president of the United States until that president is determined. Go ahead, Ted. Continue. Right. And, of course, the last time this happened was over black people back in 1776 when Rutherford B. Hayes of the Republican Party and Samuel Tilden of the Democratic Party, neither of them had enough electoral votes to win. And it went on like that for four uh, months, and Ulysses S. Grant had to be the caretaker president. 
until finally when the Democrats made an offer to the Republicans, if you remove the federal troops out of the South back to the garrisons, we will give you the necessary votes to maintain the White House. And we've learned our lesson. We will help the, the Negroes, what they called us, because they know us. We've been with them for 250 years. We don't know them. And we'll handle it. And that was the birth of Jim Crow, of course, and that went on. So we're back at that stage again. However, if the president went by an unquestionable landslide, that, that finishes everything. Now, here's where I come into the picture at. I don't want what I'm getting ready to do to be an October surprise. I really don't. But in the atmosphere of all this racial tension right now, um, I've been trying to work through my two contacts in the White House, these two young white fellows who don't know nothing about this matter at all, to get me to sit down with the president, with my team and his team, eyeball to eyeball, so I can explain to him what's going on on the ground out here and what he can do with his presidential power to really rectify the matter of the black lives. As he says, he wants to be the next Abraham Lincoln. They refuse to do so. I've tried with other people who know the president, African-Americans. They haven't done it. So what I'm going to do from my heel here in Venice, I'm going to – I've always sent a letter to the White House about this and put them on notice. I said, look, I'm not against the president. I'm not against my country. But I need to get the president's attention, and I'm going to do it through mass media of the Internet. So what I'm going to do is – and also I've written, I've written a manifesto, a four-page manifesto to make it very clear to everybody what I'm doing. I'm sending it to the Department of Justice, the Pentagon, of course the White House, and the FBI, to the local government. So everybody knows that Ted Hayes is not anti-America. I'm doing the most patriotic thing in this country by raising that flag upside down. I'm going to go to a federal facility or building here in L.A., probably a building. I'm going to go inside and sit in the lobby. And when the security comes and says, it's time to close, sir, you must leave, I will say, I'm not leaving until the president of the United States gives me a call. Now, if that happens and they arrest me, I'm looking at one year in jail, federal pen, if they find me guilty. I'm going to plead not guilty court, but if they find me guilty, I'm one year in jail, um, one year probation, and $2,000 fine. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that with all my friends here in L.A. and others around the country, I just spoke with some people, if we can make up enough noise on the Internet that maybe Mr. Trump will one day turn on his television or whatever, and he'll say, oh, what's going on out there in California? What, what, what is this all about? And then I'll get that call, and I can sit down with the president. And if he does what I'm asking him to do, he will win at least 90% of the black vote in America on the political right and left. He will win that landslide. Well, He'll Ted, win a you lot know, of young people as well. He'll win all those people that march for the matter of the black lives. They'll all vote for him. You know, they'll Ted, uh, you right know that I sit on um, You know that I sit on one of the president's advisory boards, Black, black uh, Voices for Trump. And uh, I'm going to bring this uh, to the attention of our director. Uh, to see if, in fact, he has you on the radar. And, of course, Katrina Pierce? Uh, well, Katrina, Katrina, Pierce? Katrina is the di- director of uh, our campaign for, you know, that, that, of that particular campaign. But the director of Black Voices for Trump is a different fellow that you need to know. And... Uh, <laughs> And and so and that's Scott. Well, what's his name, Scott? No, no, no. You don't know this okay. guy. And uh, he's in okay. D.C. He's he's there in the White House. And so I okay. I, I want uh, you to to I'm going to bring you to his attention, and then uh, you all hash it out that way. And so uh, you know, but I'll, I will do that today because this oh, is good. something that is. Um, 
I think very interesting. I think it's very interesting. I, I think I think the approach that you're you're making is is purely and vintage Ted Hayes. It's vintage Ted Hayes. This is this is what you do, man. Well, and go ahead, go ahead. Well, Ted, it, talk comes, it. It, it, it comes from the Lord because you know I'm not I'm not that clever. He, he I, I'm amazed at it myself. Be honest with you. But with this flag upside down, what it does, and all the veterans come by, they salute me right away. We get it, sir. Well, you are absolutely correct. All the veterans salute me on this, right? What does it do is it will unite the political right, the political left. It unites everybody, black, white, brown, red, and yellow. Yes, we're under distress, and here is a way that we're going to be able to get out of it. And I think that the president, if he, if, you know, remember, I, I think I, I shared this with you all before. For a long time, black leadership has argued with the federal government stating this, that while you've done a lot of things to help black people one way or the other, we said, however, you have never acknowledged, he said, they said that by law you enslaved us and by law you Jim Crowed us. Therefore, by law, you have never apologized to us for that. So by law, we cannot have settlement until you do that. Well, lo and behold, surprise, surprise, in 2008, the old racist white man who could not repent wrote a resolution in Congress, 2008, in which the Congress of the United States, on behalf of all white citizens in America, said, I'm paraphrase, we acknowledge the damage we've done to you through slavery, we are sorry for that. We realize that what happened was what you're suffering today was what we did to you yesterday. They said, we apologize. Wow. Will you forgive us? And we would like to reconcile with you. This was one month, July 26th, before Barack Obama, who was elected by white people because they believed that he would be able to bring healing and reconciliation between us. He had this document in his hand. Wow. I met a young white lady, uh, a lady out here in Venice one day, and she came up to my billboard. She saw the document. She read it, and she said, you know, we voted for Barack Obama primarily to help black people and to help heal the racial wound in our country. And then she said, and it's been rumored that he, apparently, did he have a document that could have changed things? I said, yes, ma'am, and this is that document, and I'm making it public. The, the Congressional Black Caucus chose also to hide it because they recognized that in the event that this whole attitude change come between white and black people, white people would have said, okay, we've tried to fix why you black people kill each other disproportionately, why you guys go to the things you go to and can't work together. We can't fix that. Y'all can fix it. But what do you want from us that we may reconcile? Is it reparations? How do you want it? What do you want? African-Americans wow. don't know what to do. That's why they always focus on the police, thugs, and white racism instead of really spreading to black people who we are. And if Mr. Trump, the reason why it's called H.R. 194 simple, because it needs presidential signature. If Mr. Trump signs this document, as he signed the 400-year document, my gosh, I believe you pour at least 90% of the black vote. Amazing. Well, you know, Ted, uh, I, he's definitely going to swing. Uh, and, and we're projecting. We, he had 8% in the last election. We're projecting 14 to 18% of the black vote, which, of course, would give him a McGovern-like landslide uh, over uh, Biden if that were to occur, because it would mean that other blacks then stayed home and they would not be voting for Biden. That's that's our hope, uh, and that's what we're seeing trending. I'm, I'm, I'm very 
glad to be able to share that uh, with all of America. What you're saying uh, is absolutely feasible, Ted. Those figures could be astronomical, but we're definitely seeing uh, at least another 8% increase in the black vote. Ted, you know, uh, over the years that uh, we have known each other, we have uh, talked and everything, man, uh, and and Michelle and I, we, we talk about this sometimes, oh, of the various personalities and so forth that have been on this show and all of the things that has led to uh, here as far as uh, the growth of the show and, and everything is concerned. Uh, I see that we're all in one, one in all. Uh, I find myself saying so many things that I've heard you say and pointing to so many references that uh, I've, I've heard you reference, and I, I hear people uh, re- quoting my film, and I hear, hear people uh, quoting things that I, I have said in my sermons and so forth. And Ted, uh, it, it is uh, an American family, isn't it? Uh, we are experiencing uh, a family uh, pains and, and, and things in our family, but it appears there's people who would like to see our family torn apart, Ted. It, it doesn't just seem like a, a, a family squabble that we're having anymore. And we've had family squabbles uh, since we've been in America. Uh, since the Constitution was was ratified, we've been we've had family squabbles. And you talk about uh, how those seven hundred and fifty thousand white men uh, lost their lives uh, yes. because of a family Over squabble. Us. Over because yeah. Of us. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 we've lost that. We've we've lost that perspective. But who are these people who would want to tear the family apart, Ted? And I only have about three minutes, but start on that. And I got to bring you back when I come back live next week. Talk to me. Absolutely. Well, what I would rather focus on, other than the, the, the set of people who are trying to divide us, I'd like to focus on those who really want to see us together. And talk about it, Ted. Country. Go ahead and talk about when, it. When the George Floyd thing happened, 95% of the people who were demonstrating hollering Black Lives Matter, check it out, y'all, were young white kids, white privileged young people. And they gave up. Because there was no leadership and no direction. I talk to them all the time about this, right? So what I've been sharing with them about their white privilege, and they accept that, I said, stop being ashamed of your white privilege. Stop being ashamed of that. Your mom and dad worked hard for you to have a good education and a good life. Now take that privilege that you have been granted, built on the back of chapter slavery. You say you want to make it right? Here, help us to resolve these matters of black lives with what you have heard from your parents, and you will make them very proud of you because you are doing something that they could not do, though it was in their hearts to do it, and here is your opportunity. And see how I believe that if we can marshal, again, all those young white kids and non-black young people out there who've been blessed into this movement, my brother, we will drive out of this country automatically the element that wants to see us divided. As they say, turn on the light. <laughs> That's beautiful, baby. Let me ask you this. Uh, tell folks how to get in touch with you if they want to support you. How do they do that? you got two and a half minutes. Talk about it. Okay, go to mattersmattersofblacklives.com, mattersofblacklives.com, or you could just go, just go to mattersofblacklives.com, and there you see all the information, okay? Mattersofblacklives.com. 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 Go there and see what Oak said. That includes all lives. 
All lives matter. You better believe it. All lives matter because black lives matter. You better believe it. And so go there and check it out. I'm encouraging you to do it. Go there and check it out. I'm sure that you will be intrigued with the thoughts that come from the mind of my friend. And and please, y'all, if you can help me with some GoFundMe funds. Y'all can send me some funds. I would, it would really help our cause. Tell them about that, Ted. That's what, that's what I'm giving okay. you the platform for. Tell them about it, dude. All right, guys. Go to my GoFundMe page, Matters of Black Lives. Uh, uh, GoFundMe, and you'll see where you can, where you can contribute because we can really use your help, America. Ted Hayes. Ted Hayes, California Ted, thank you so much for being on. God bless you and keep you continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you. Thank you, my brother.